0: Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever, however, and whenever you're listening. Welcome to another episode of The Melanin Report. I'm your host, Marquise Lupton, and we have another one for you in my best DJ Khaled, another one. Another one. (laughs) Another one. Yes, yes. And you heard that voice. That voice was none other than Dr. K. Dr. K, what's going on? How you doing today? You know,
1: we out here. My allergies are trying to kill me in the fall. I was about
0: to say, in the fall? Very
1: disrespectful. (laughs) I spent the morning sneezing, and Uh. I was like, dear God, am I going to be able to record today? (laughs)
0: Because
1: it was horrid. It was bad.
0: Oh, man. Well, well, it seems like uh, uh, we both, are playing injured today uh because my voice
1: (laughs) i I heard that i was gonna ask you i was like who were you yelling at
0: (laughs) 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 yesterday who was it it was uh it was was, uh too many too many woos and too many uh fist pumps in the air that's that's what it was uh folks we have another jam-packed show for you today we got our top five headlines and we're going to give you these headlines like we know how to do so we got some interesting stuff today we got uh bet they have their docu-series about rap city that that's coming out that's neat. yes yes um, um also washington trust they are coming under fire for some sketchy sketchy tactics uh that 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 is oh
1: boy yeah yeah
0: i was um i can't say that i was surprised right it was just like you know another one Another one <laughs> Right and, and and then also um, A historically black church's Black Lives Matter sign uh, Gets vandalized Again uh, So folks We're going to give you what you need Give you what you want And give you What you did not know existed This is The Melanin Report Let's get to these headlines premieres Rap City docuseries in October. Welcome to Rap City is a three-part docuseries about BET's popular hip-hop and rap TV show that ran from 1989 to 2008. BET announced that it will air a documentary series on its Rap City show. three-part series, made in partnership with Mass Appeal, is part of a year-long celebration of the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, airing three nights in a row at 8 p.m. on August 3rd. I'm August on October 10th, October 11th and October 12th. Welcome to Rap City will chronicle BET's famous daily music show that features music videos, interviews and freestyle performances from rap artists like Common, The Tribe Called Quest, Ghetto Boys, Dr. Dre, Jay-Z, Kanye West. Snoop Dogg, Killer Mike, Outkast, and many others. Rap City originally premiered in 1989 and became one of the network's most popular shows until its end in 2008. So I am, I am just over the moon excited about this oh because, my gosh. man, when I came home from school, you know, you know it, put on the basement, you know, um, right. In 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 college, uh, uh, even even had our own little rendition of of the basement. So so I I cannot wait because this is this is a part of our history. This oh is black my gosh. history this here. This
1: is absolutely black history. Um in addition to like uh put coming home after school and putting on, on Saturdays mm. when I was sick or I would play sick, shh, don't tell my mom. <laughs> I would turn on whenever they have just reruns of yeah. Rap City when they would do those long runs. Yeah. I would just sit there and watch and just soak in so much of it. Mm. It was one of the only shows on television that dived I think only when we were growing up that dive deeply into rap culture and, and chronicling and kind of following some of these artists who are legendary now. Right. Um, I picked up uh, in honor of this moment, (laughs) I went back to a 2021 BET article that chronicled the top 10 moments. Let's see if you guys remember these in, um, in Rhapsody history. Okay. Okay. So let's see if you remember number, uh, number one, happy birthday, big papa. Uh, 1998. Um, that was an amazing time. This is part of when they were following um, uh, Christopher Wallace around oh. and, and not really following, but like doing a lot of different things with him. So when um, when Christopher Wallace was unceremoniously taken away from us, this special episode, which contained the last televised interview with Biggie, paid mm. tribute to the fallen rap icon. Oh, wow. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Um, LL Cool J's infamous Toilet Disc Freestyle. Yeah. 2000. <laughs> I remember that. That was lit. Um, three, Killer Cam, Counting Moolah. Ooh. That was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a, several more, but my personal favorite is number six on their list, and that's Bow Wow Delivers a Coming-of-Age Verse. Now, huh. say whatever you want about Shad Moss, but mm-hmm. he is a legend. Oh, yes, yes. Um Hands and down. Exactly. And he he is a child star- Who basically was made by 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 basically MTV and BET. Yeah, and um, he has had a a career running now over 20 years. Wow, he's in his 30s. That that's that's first of all, it's crazy. (laughs) It's it's crazy to think that Bow Wow's in his 30s. In his 30s. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so there. This is just a top 10 list. I encourage you guys to definitely you know reminisce yeah the yeah wonderfulness m- that is rap city mr
0: mr 106 and park and itself yeah and and talking about that um I, this is also uh chronicled in the article uh the final episode a changing city uh focuses on the sh- show's shift uh from dc to new york yes and how bet's 106 and park and the growing digital era began to affect rap city oh you absolutely know, you know uh and i didn't even think about that but Definitely, one hundred and six in part kind of infringed
1: on. Oh, you know, one hundred percent. And
0: then took.
1: Yeah, you know, it like kind of like un, like inv, like it encompassed everything. Yeah, that, yeah. The rhapsody was doing.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, even even down to the freestyling. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, like that was that was specifically a rap yes. <laughs> a rhapsody yep. the basement thing. And you know, I'm rap I'm City, the basement. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah.
1: Big Tigger. You know So oh, <laughs> gosh, Amazing Oh Big Tigger Big Tigger was a fave too Yeah Everybody that is so cute I thought he looked a little funny But <laughs> <laughs> He was cool on TV He was very cool Yeah And he, somebody you definitely like Wow he's on TV it, It's part of, I mean Us now being adults and, and, and having shows And doing these things It I, It is In no small I, I don't want to Underemphasize emphasize this all but seeing people like Big Tigger and all the hosts they came through one oh six in Park mm. and all these different black hosts on television. Yeah. Um not only was it inspirational, but it, it it sets a path in your mind. Yes, right. We're talking about we're talking about this last week is how these people blazing that trail is a literal real thing. You see how you can get there. Yeah, by looking at shows like this and hosts like this.
0: Absolutely, I looked at I looked at Big Ticket. He was he was my mem, you know, mentor in my mind, you know. So so I was like, oh man, I want to I want to be like him. You know, I want to not only be this uh radio TV personality type type thing, but you know, I got a couple
1: bars too. Absolutely. <laughs> and so And being an all-around all-star?
0: Right. I just love that. Right, right. So very bef- inspiring. So before we go to our our next story, uh here is a uh, hip hop fact for you. MC Hammer was the first rapper to have a diamond album. And this was his his first studio album promoted by the smash hit single, You Can't Touch This, which topped the Billboard Hot R&B and b hip hop singles and tracks and peaked at number eight on the Billboard Hot 100. Wow! Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him was released to a massive commercial success, selling over 14 million copies. Wow. 14 million copies within a year. That's crazy. Within a year. We don't put enough respect on MC Hammer oh, oh. like like he is he he's he he is one of the pioneers yes absolutely like like he's he he's one of the people that that ushered in this this commercialized version of, of hip hop where right. where you can you know
1: become rich rich become rich and become like MC Hammer is a legend and i was yes. just thinking in my mind when you were talking go, when you go back and listen to MC Hammer's music mm-hmm. you see why it popped it pops right now yeah. go, ahead, go ahead i dare you go ahead and <laughs> put on some MC Hammer <laughs> right. right now and see if you don't get it rocking right in the house right exactly
0: <laughs> you, you know what after the show guess what i'm going to put on some hammer we have I had to have a little dance party <laughs> Right. so our our second story Idaho high school students spell out N word in a photo and share it on social media. And in the same racist photo, a biracial student was lying on the ground as the other six students wore T-shirts that spelled out the racial slur. So, okay, let's 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 get into this. Do uh, we have to, Marquise? Oh man, well, Jesus. yeah, yeah, this is. The kids, man, the kids. Uh, So the photo was posted on the Instagram account of one of the students in the photo but has been taken down. The teenagers in the post, all attend... Salmon High School in Salmon, Idaho. On Tuesday, after the photo had already made the rounds on social media, Troy Easterday, the superintendent of the school made a statement saying, as superintendent of the Salmon School District, I am well aware of the current situation happening with the social media post by our Salmon School District students. So I'm going to uh, leave it leave it right there so, so that we can have some uh, space. In time to to talk about this because this is this is very disturbing because you know at one point these are kids but at the same time these are eighteen year olds as well so they know better than to do this and then to post it on social <laughs> media like that's provoking that is that is that is very pro- provoking and, and then my final point I'm looking at <clears throat> the superintendent you yeah. know and and stuff like this should be. A hard and fast suspension. You know, we don't tolerate, you know, hateful words. We don't tolerate this kind of content. You know, these students have been suspended for
1: immediately. Right.
0: You know, (laughs) everybody in the picture out of here. Right. And, and, And then then I'm saying, oh, well, there's an investigation that feels like this is just going to. Go on, be forgotten, and then nothing is going yeah. to be addressed.
1: I hope. I, I understand. Give, I understand due process. Mm-hmm. get I get it. Um, But there are some things that we automatically know are incorrect. And obviously, this is one of them. And I like how the root starts the article. It happened again. It happened again. (laughs) It happened again. Another one. (laughs) Another one is the theme of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Because why? And it's so lame. Like, it's super lame. You know you're going to get on social media and the things are going to happen when you do it. You already know what is the lameness. And I was mulling this question over after I read the article. Like, Mm -hmm. what is the why are they being so lame? And I think. We, this is what, listen, <laughs> this is what happens when you don't pe- teach people about history. Yeah. This is what happens when you don't teach people about the dangers of certain of certain rhetoric. Not mm. just words. Oh, it's just a word. It's just a word. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, it's just a word. Sure. But we have given that word a specific meaning in yeah. the cultural historical context of the United States. Absolutely. Especially the hard R. We can yeah. talk, we can, We have, there's lots of debates around the the other version of that word that black people use. But, when you are using that heart, R, when you are doing what happened with these kids, you are supporting a system that promotes racist rhetoric. Mm. You are supporting a system that promotes racist rhetoric. Yeah. And making doing things in jest, I understand comedy. I understand the funnies. Mm-hmm. I get it. However, are you doing a critical take on certain things? Is your take... Poking, is it punching up or punching down? Right. Is is your take a funny critical take, a one that critiques a situation versus just using it for a quick splash? Now right. you in trouble for the next. Hopefully getting expelled. I hope they get expelled. Now you in trouble over a prank that you you really didn't have to do. Like y'all right. had to think about it. You had to get the shirts. <sighs> You have to line up in order of the shirts, right? You have to take the picture, right? At least the, y'all probably key keyed a couple times along the way doing that, right? And what was the biracial person doing on the floor? What's happening in the whole the whole thing is crazy. It, it is absolutely. Why are you on the floor? <laughs> Tell me about when they at when they do the interview. I want someone to be like, okay, come up here to the front. Now, why why was Joe behind on the on floor? On the floor. What, what were you doing? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I just I, I sit here. I'm like. I think people do these quick laughs. I don't know why, but but I it was obviously planned, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And you do it for this quick laugh. You know what happened before, so it's that's not a deterrent, right? Obviously, you could literally get expelled from school for this, right? So w- what is it? Right. What is it? Why risk it? Why risk it?
0: You, you know, um, is it is it because you want the popularity? You is or or and and this may be even more malicious. Yeah. They knew or they know that nothing is going to happen or
1: that you know, or nothing bad or I would rather do this racially charged racist prank because even if something does happen, let's say they get expelled it's, mm-hmm. not, the, it's, it's not the end of the world right right <laughs>
0: right and, so. and even and, and and even in even in the news article there's there's that level of protection because their faces. Are covered. Yeah, and these are these are these are adults. They are. A, they are eighteen. A, eighteen. Yeah.
1: So technically, you, they could have their face uncovered. Right. First of all, you put this, the the picture on social media. Why they blur their faces <laughs> yeah. is wild. It's wild. White. And it's it's also very sounds about white. Yeah. Because you get this level of protection. You get this level of protection. Yeah. No other no other way in this yeah. country. You don't get it in Trayvon Martin. Come on. Plastered his Plastered. pitch. They never blurred that child's uh, face out a moment. Mike Brown? Never blurred his face. Yeah. These perpetrators? Oh, let's protect their, their students. No, I don't care. Listen, the one on the floor with the middle finger. <sighs> Come on now. Yeah. I, wanted, I want somebody to ask. Don't forget high school. Y'all need to ask them students. What were you doing on the ground with the middle finger? What were you doing? Right. What you think you was? What you thought you was doing?
2: <laughs> anyway.
0: So before we go to um, our our third story, here's some um, uh, facts for you to chew on. Um, An FBI report on hate crimes show the number of such crimes reported in the United States. Rose between 2020 and 2021 and has reached the highest level since the government began tracking the crimes in the early 1990s. Now, also thousands of law enforcement agencies, including some of the biggest in the country, like New York, Los Angeles, have lagged in the transition to report more on hate crimes. And this began in 2016 to the new national incident based reporting system, the NIBRS. Now, here's the most frustrating thing uh, about it because these numbers are actually being underreported. Yep. Scores of police departments have found it difficult and costly to upgrade their legacy systems to this new NIBRS system, despite the Justice Department aiding state and local agencies with more than $120 million in grants. Listen,
1: isn't it always the case that racism is too hard to eradicate? So, <laughs> yeah. Every time. I mean, there's so many, from banks to department stores, every time it's time to update their system so the systems don't be racist no more. Right. It's too hard. It's hard. It's going to cost us more money than the money you gave us, and we de- therefore we can do nothing. Right. Right. That's right. what happens every time.
0: Hurry up and wait. Yeah. Uh, and and the last part here, the San Francisco Police Department, uh, they don't plan to send the FBI any data until 2025. Oh,
1: okay. Well.
0: So so these these <laughs> oh, <laughs> these numbers these numbers you know aren't actually the numbers. The
1: IRS catches up with you faster <laughs> than, than, than all these other institu- governmental institutions yeah. that are supposed to literally eradicate the things that are keeping our society in a drudge. Yeah. In a drudge. Ghetto. Get- it's the ghetto <laughs> for me. Zero Stars do not recommend. What is, what's the song this the this, sis this sang? She said, Earth is ghetto and I want to leave. <laughs> got to go. We got to get out of here. Oh, man, our third story
0: uh, takes us to our nation's capital. So, uh, historically black churches, Black Lives Matter sign was vandalized by racists for a second time. Oh. So, vandals spray painted Another swastikas. Another one. An- uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, it's not funny, but it, I but, mean it's the theme. It, it and, and it's kinda like a organic theme. A it literal just, organic theme that we happened. did not we did not plan this right, at not. all. <laughs> So, uh, the vandals uh, spray-painted swastikas across a Black Lives Matter sign outside of the Metropolitan AME Church in Northwest D.C. So, a uh, historically black church appears to have been vandalized for the second time in three years. Oh this is according to uh, Fox Fox News 5 uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, police officers were called to Metropolitan AME Church in Washington, D.C. After discovering that swastikas have been spray-painted on their Black Lives Matter sign, the vandals have been disturbing on its own uh, the vandalism would have been disturbing on its own but this isn't the first time the church and its sign have been attacked mm-hmm. in december of 2020 members of the proud boys the group primarily responsible for storming the Capitol, tore down and burned the black lives matter sign outside of the church in northwest dc the church sued the proud boys for 22 million and in July of this year, the church was awarded over $1 million from the Proud Boys. Reverend William H. Lamar, the pastor of Metropolitan AME Church, wrote an op-ed for the Washington Post excoriating the Proud Boys for tearing down the sign. It's not clear if the two attacks are connected. And according to Fox News' local D.C. affiliate, police still do not have a suspect in the vandalism. Um, oh, brother. This is this, this... This is another hate crime, you know. Um, uh, and to refer back to absolutely is to the uh, uh, previous story. When we're talking about hate crimes, you know, stuff like this may not necessarily be put in. The a um, uh, hate crime category. Yep. You know, so that's why we say that these numbers are 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 not the exact numbers. Nope. But for not even close to the exact numbers. Right. Not even close. Um, and and for this story specifically, I mean, this is a bold move. You know, this is this is a bold move. It is disrespectful. Um, I hope,
1: I hope, I hope they they catch the vandals, but. Well, but we know how, how not quickly these things go Yeah. Um, and how they're protected. You know, this is the same kind of like protection that you see over and over again. It reminds me of the Emmett Till sign being mm. shot up and them having to get a bulletproof sign because these people keep shooting, shooting at the it. Emmett Till sign. And that lady died, died last year. Was it last year? Yeah. And people still... And died and confessed. Yeah. And people still shoot up that Emmons Hill sign yeah. to this day. It doesn't it doesn't matter that it doesn't matter that it keeps I don't know what to say here. I'm I'm trying to find the words to not be too crass, but mm-hmm. it does not matter how many times you explain that that racism this is something that Toni Morrison talks about in some of her work too. This in this nineteen ninety nine Um, uh, video interview she did with Charlie Rose, um, talks about the distraction of racism, Mm. right, and how you have to spend so much time cleaning up the mess that people make out of racism, yeah, right, out of a racist place, and how that distracts you from the real work of doing the good work of the world, of the world,
2: Mm.
1: Um, and so. They they mean to do this. They mean to keep it a distraction. They mean it. They mean it. So yeah. we have to talk about it on the show. We got to write articles, read the articles that are written about it. People stay in a constant state of fear. Yeah, because those things are meant to instill fear. It is the modern day shoot at the Emmett Till sign, vandalize the the Black Lives Matter signs. Yeah, it is a new era way of burning the cross on the lawn
0: exactly right yes so yes.
1: people you you if even if you trade your 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 mask in um for a polo uh the the actions that that people are doing still reach back into the historical psyche and are connected yeah um, to, to what is happening today so i just i'm very I'm exasperated, but I, 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 aim to understand and I use a lot of different frameworks mm-hmm. to understand because as James Baldwin says, to be a Negro in America mm. is to be in rage almost all the, all time. the time. So I had to, de- to develop these frameworks so that I'm not raw dog in life <laughs> <laughs> and reading these things and yeah. going, Oh, it happened again. Why did they do it again? And getting angry right. and getting upset. Um, it's just a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's very um, nonsensical.
0: And 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 some um and and some points here. Um, in in Maryland, the same thing happened. Vandals ripped pages from Bibles and hymnals, uh, tore tore a cross from the wall, and caused more than a hundred thousand dollars in damage in what is being considered a hate crime at a historic Black church in the capital city of Maryland.
1: Now imagine this. You Christianity was used to indoctrinate and keep slaves mm-hmm. in submission. Mm-hmm. Um imagine I guess the angst, the historical angst that people must have to go into a church and desecrate a church. the same religion mm. that you used. To bring people into submission and affect 400 years of history in this country Mm. is the same religion. Now that that these people have gotten free, Mm -hmm. are in this society of their own will, for the most part, not all of us. (laughs) Now, we're desecrating churches because you can't worship God and believe A. You can't do this and believe B. Or just simply because... The same religion that was used to to um, keep sl- this enslaved enslaved is now being used to do the exact opposite yeah. in a lot of places and get people free. And I, I just don't think people who have these very difficult mindsets can stand it. They just can't stand mm. it. They can't stand that.
0: Yeah. And 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 also, you know, um, <clears throat> black boy joy. You know, um, uh, seeing, 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 seeing black people excited, you know, like. um, folks. Turn are, it off. Right. Right. It's especially the races. They, they the do Negros not. The
1: Negroes are dancing on the corner again. Right.
0: Right. And the symbolism as well. Like like we know that the black church um, holds, holds, holds in high regard in in our, you know, black Absolutely. culture. Absolutely. So so attacking, attacking the black church is also, as I see it. As an attack on
1: the culture, oh, of course, Black liberation theology is the way mm-hmm. that Black and Brown folks also a huge paving mechanism to make sure that Black and Brown folks got out of slavery. Yeah, you can you can literally correlate Black church locations across the country, especially old ones, to Underground Railroad stops. So the attack on the Black church is intentional because and and. I often complain that the black church has been neutered mm. since we have moved away from that liberation theology space. Yeah. Um and even and not just black churches any church that at that time who saw the the um importance of using the Bible and the tenets of particularly the New Testament and Jesus's messages to get people free. Mm. Um yeah, I just I'm I'm I it's it's intentional. Yeah. And it is just I don't know. It's it it's again, I just sit here exasperated. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yes. Yes. And Ooh. and um
0: uh, some points here before we go to our fourth story. 69 acts of vandalism against black churches occurred in the first quarter of this year. Constituting a significant increase in the number of attacks compared to previous year. And this is uh, these are numbers coming from on uh, the Family Research Council, which is a socially conservative think tank based in Washington, D.C. Uh, so in the first quarter of, of this year, it's more attacks in the first quarter of this year than oh there was January 2018 to December 2022. So between... In a
1: four-year period. In the four-year period. Uh, so... 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, So that's basically five-year period. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, and I always... The, uh, the last thing I want to say about this is people are like, well, they sued the Proud Boys and they won. That's probably why they're mad. And <laughs> yeah. then, two, I don't rejoice in them having to sue on these kinds of bases. Mm. Right? On these kinds of bases. So I, don't, I don't... Who is rejoicing in that? It's right. the same when... Someone dies at the hand of police, particularly a black person, and they got to sue the police and sue the, the, their townships and their municipalities, Yeah. Um, and they get awarded. Well, they should be happy they got money. No. You literally lost a life. Right. You literally are living in fear. Yes. Like, th- th- yes, we can put a monetary value on it, but who's rejoicing in that? Exactly. Exactly. Our, our fourth story uh, t- today.
0: Community Bank in the U.S. to pay millions due to discriminatory discriminatory practices toward black neighborhoods. Wow. Wow. I, I guess we can say it. Another Another one. one. (laughs) Despite being founded in 1800, the Washington Trust Company in Rhode Island has never opened a branch in a majority black or Hispanic neighborhood. (laughs) Recent data has shown that black mortgage applicants are much more likely to be denied than white applicants. It's made much more difficult for black people across the country to buy property they are interested in. But some black people, uh, it has gotten a little easier. The Washington Trust Company, a community bank in Rhode Island, recently agreed to pay nine million dollars after it was accused of being discriminatory in its lending practices. Uh The Justice Department found that the bank did not provide any of its services to black and Hispanic (laughs) neighborhoods in Rhode Island from 2016 to 2021. And that's according to the Associated Press. Black people who don't live in Rhode Island may be thinking, well, how does this affect me? Well, first, the Washington Trust Company was founded in 1800, making it the oldest community bank in the nation. And secondly, Hmm. the bank has expanded outside of the state, meaning its discriminatory practices could affect affect black people up and down the East Coast. And despite expanding across uh, Rhode Island... The bank never opened a branch in a majority black and Hispanic neighborhood. Investors said it relied on mortgage loan applications and uh, excuse me. It relied on mortgage loan officers working out of only majority white areas as the primary source of generating loan
1: applications. (laughs) Well, yeah. okay. Is J.P. Morgan next? Because Mm. they absolutely did the same thing. So. What else? Yeah,
0: and uh, and and well, not the, the same
1: thing, but close, uh, very close.
0: I, I, and and this, I, 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 I like this because I feel like this is going to, um, be be the avalanche. I hope so, so to speak. So so now now we have the oldest community bank get taxed. You know, mm. um, now now let's look at the the Bank of America's uh, yes. of, of the world, your your Wells Fargo's, you know, um, are are these the same thing? You know, uh, the, the, the complaint also alleges uh, that compared to Washington Trust over the same six year period, other banks received nearly four times as many loan applications each year in majority black and Hispanic wow. neighborhoods in the state. So. So the thing is, what I get from this is that folks were talking. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, like, hey, look, if you go to Washington Trust, you're going to get denied. You're going to get denied. You're going to get denied. It's that whisper down the lane you know, type it, thing, you know, where where information, uh, is, especially information um, pertinent to finances, that travels pretty fast.
1: Very, especially when, you, when people are trying to get... Um, Trying to make a life, right? So if you know for sure that this bank is going to deny you, we we do that telephone chain thing where we're like, "Listen, girl, you can go to Washington Trust if you want to, right?" But they're going to do ABC and that's that's I mean, shout out to resilience in the Black community, yeah. Because how how else are you supposed to make a life doing this right when people are doing this to you? It's very bad,
0: right? And 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 to be so deliberate like this, extremely this, deliberate. This mm-hmm. comes from the top. Mm-hmm. This this comes from the top, like not not opening, not opening your bank
1: in no majority black and Hispanic it's, neighborhoods. Again, intentional. Yes. The intentionality behind it. And it's and it's clearly racist, but it's that's not the only thing it is. It, they 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 literally were able to exploit a system that is already built on um, uh, racial racially. Uh, biased laws, policies, yeah. tenants, um, so they're able to exploit that system. Not even, I would not even say exploit, use it to their own gain. Yeah, use it for themselves. Like uh, I did a TikTok on uh, this. I was trying to look for it while we were talking. I did this. Oh my gosh, maybe eight months ago, six or eight months ago, where I talked about how because. Well, even though this bank is in Rhode Island, they've expanded, they are not the only ones. And the fact that they're able to use the system to do this tells you that this is standard practice for yes. a lot of banks. Yes. Like, we, we didn't ha- we, here in Harrisburg, mm-hmm. we did not have a Chase. We still don't have a Bank of America. Mm-hmm. We, own, we The PNC in the city of Harrisburg moved out of downtown.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and we are a majority black and Hispanic city. We're a BIPOC city. Yeah. Um, so, even though, it may be a harder case for a lot of, and it's interesting because we just got a chase. Even though it may be a harder case for um, to make for other banks, I am positive the patterns are there. One of the patterns, um, one of the so J.P. Morgan Chase actually dedicated monies after they were kind of um, called to the carpet. They had this in, this uh, internal investigation that they did, and um, this report came out and read the recommendations. Is they had to overhaul their banking system to make it. And, and the paperwork to make it less discriminatory, all of it, and they made all these big cl- pledges and whoop-de-dude about it, and have done hardly anything. Mm. They have done hardly anything, um, and that's because they can. And yeah. also, they said the reason why they couldn't do anything is because paperwork. Well, it's, too hard. <laughs> it's too hard to obtain jurisdiction. We have no money to do it. You're a bank, uh, right? And you're a bank that routinely. Especially they were at the center of the um, housing collapse in 2008. Yes, 2009, uh, and, the, and the economic collapse that followed very closely after. Mm. But they don't have any money to update their and overhaul of the entire systems as of, I think, earlier this last year, um, to make banking less racist. Hashtag make banking less, less racist. racist. yeah. Or maybe just take the racism out of banking <laughs> altogether. Oh, right, know.
2: right. How about
0: that? Um, so um, so here's some uh, points here before we go to our last story of the day. Uh, so black mortgage applicants are denied 84% more often than white applicants. This increased mm, mm, from mm. 2019 when the denial rate was 74%. <laughs> and according yeah. to Zillow, 19.8% of black applicants were denied a mortgage which is the highest for all race groups, and nine percentage points higher than their white counterparts. The states where the rates were the highest, Mississippi, thirty-one percent, Louisiana, twenty-six percent, Arkansas twenty-six percent, and South Carolina twenty-six percent. Man. Hmm. Them numbers are wild. Hmm. And the states too. Overall, hmm. black ownership is is up. Uh, at 44 percent, but is still below the peaks. It hit in the early 2000s. And the highest uh, that that uh, black ownership saw uh, black home ownership saw was in 2004, where 50 yes. percent of of black houses uh, were were homeowners. Uh, you know
1: what happened after that?
0: Um, please enlighten us.
1: The economic collapse. Yeah. Because what they were doing. We're taking we're giving black and brown folks who were buying homes in that period. Up until up until 2006, mm-hmm. they were giving them mortgages with crazy interest rates. Mm. Not like our interest rate is uh, on houses is back up to seven in the country, but at the time when interest rates were still relatively m- m- low, I bought my car in two, around 2008, and my interest rate, what people thought was low back then, mm-hmm. was 4.9 percent on my car, mm. um, and that was only because I had fairly decent credit. Yeah, um, but the interest rates on homes coming up into 2006 still even was astronomical for home buyers and the loan terms were terrible. Mm. So the collapse happened a lot on large part. And you saw banks going around the country trying to snatch these homes from poor people and all this stuff Yeah, um, because people couldn't pay their mortgages. So, yes, homeownership was up. But the predatory way that the loans were um, administered and awarded was also a huge problem, mm. right? And so, again, the way racism permeates this society makes it difficult for people who are not white to navigate. Even if you do get a chance to buy a home, that's what was happening in 2004. Now, thank goodness. Shout out to places like um, Rocket Mortgage and some other places um, that work with lenders on um, Mm character-based lending versus credit-based lending um, or any other kinds of lending because it helps to— um, help folks establish a different narrative than these systemically racist ways in which mortgages are delineated. Mm. Right. So, shout out to companies like that that are actually trying to walk that walk that walk.
0: And shout out to you, Dr. K, for dropping them nuggets of knowledge. <laughs> I hope y'all picking them up. <laughs> so, our our fifth story. Fifth story takes us to the Keystone State, where, where a survey that just came out—a travel survey that just came out—that said uh, there's a city in Pennsylvania that you should avoid at all costs. So. Knowing where to Man. go. <laughs> knowing where to go is just as important as knowing where to go when it comes to traveling. Excuse me, knowing where not to go is just as important as knowing where to go when traveling. And according to a recent survey, this city in Pennsylvania should be avoided at all costs. Jeez. The Vacationeer, a travel-focused publication which seeks to deliver accurate and comprehensive breaking news and guides to help better your travel experiences and vacation planning, sent out the survey to over 1,000 Americans over the age of 18 across the country. Cities that were included were chosen based on both population size and tourism popularity. The survey's results were published in a report which ranked the city of brotherly love 19th Jeez. when it came to locations that people should cross off their travel list amongst... Not cross it <laughs> off. cross it off. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, they're saying... That they're saying that don't go to
1: Philadelphia. Um, Not Philly. <laughs> <laughs> and, what, what, why these people got it out for you, Philly? <laughs> Let's hear about this. <laughs> and
0: um, uh, one of the things there are, are are the rise in in crime. Yes. Um, and and talking, talking to family members, um, talking to other journalists down there, uh, talking to frat brothers down there, uh, what it is, Is from their perspective, is that the gentrification has really exacerbated this this crime Um, because you're 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 forcing people out of of their hoods, their neighborhoods, what have you. And you're putting them in rival neighborhoods, so to speak. Um, You're 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 displacing people. That, that's
1: what that's why they call Southwest Philadelphia Philadelphia. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. you are you are displacing people, and when you displace certain people, um they're they're going to move where they can afford.
1: Absolutely.
0: And then what you're seeing here is now these these concentrations of 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 violence uh, and and crime, unfortunately. Um. So yeah. I I don't want to completely point to gentrification as the sole reason, but it's a big reason, right? Right. And and this is also the the place where their police chief just recently resigned be, be, because of the um police involved shooting. Yeah. And and, and them um, lying on on their police yes. report. Yep. You know. So um. So Philly Philly's gonna need a facelift. You know, Philly's going to need a facelift. Uh, just, just what two two years ago, the 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 current mayor M- Mayor Jim Kenney said that he didn't want to be mayor anymore. Yes, he did. And and this was he still had two years left. And, and it's <laughs> oh like, oh my god, bruh, He's bruh.
1: Like, I'm tired. <laughs> That's what he said. It sounded like to me.
0: You know, so um, so so yeah, Philly Philly is definitely going to need. A face left.
1: Well, Atlanta, Detroit and Michigan was that uh, Detroit? No, Detroit, Chicago, Atlanta, and NYC were at the top of the list. But I think it's funny that Philly is in the position it's in, one because of gentrification, gentrification. And two, I think it's funny that Philly is in the position that it's in. also when I say funny I mean ironic. <laughs> because of what happened with their DA in a few a, uh, years, yeah. what happened with the Krasner and the former DA too. So there's been, they they have had a lot of troubles. Um, there's a lot of power struggles in Philly. I don't know if you guys caught the mayor, the primary mayor debate.
2: Mm. Very
1: interesting in the spring, uh, just about who who is, how people are positioning themselves, how they think uh, the issues that, Philly has will be solved yeah. um, with these kind of interesting ideas about you know why why they think Philly's so broken, but one of the things I mean it's not going to stop me. Just personal note, it's not going to stop me from going to Philly. None, no, yeah. Additionally, I don't like how they, at least how PenLive explains what the vacationer did, mm-hmm. um, and that's because they said that on on um, nearly they're saying nearly 22 to 25 percent of people who responded to this um this survey said they they would avoid Philly in their travels right mm-hmm. so that's you know between 20, 20 and 250 people mm-hmm. for the you know for those of us who are terrible at math like me <laughs> and um what's interesting about that is that least Penn Live explains that means that 58 million Americans are going to be avoiding Philly. No, it doesn't. No, that. no. That's not what it means. Yeah. Um, I don't like when people take uh, surveys and do that kind of extrapolation. It is meant, and that's I, why I always again frameworks for understanding things. It is meant to scare people away, mm. um, even more, and, and it and it drives a, a response. Yeah. Um, I also is not lost on me that almost all of these cities are black and brown cities that are on this that's list. A point. Um, historically and people people always say oh you guys are saying that these these places need more money to act better and I, said, I never said that but I know these places are historically um, underfunded mm. um, and not necessarily that they need more money the re, the allocation of the money is skewed yeah so you know money may be going to the state of Georgia or the county of this or the same thing for New York and, and, and Pennsylvania but a lot of the monies and the ways the monies are spent the way the money is allocated to do things like provide better social services, provide community push and support for the homeless, provide uh, education centers for, for children and rec centers and provide literally things to do that interest people mm. um, aren't as readily available to black and brown populations even though they live right next to their, their neighbors. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of here in where we are a, a study that was uh, actually a young, a, a shout out to Anthony um, at Her- at Harrisburg University who did his, I think it was his senior project on how redlining um, affected tree coverage in the mm, city. And yes. how that tree coverage, it can be up to 13 degrees hotter uh, on a summer day yeah. than neighboring Bellevue that has high tree coverage. Yep. so Heat in, islands. Yes. So living in the same city, you could literally live... Um, a block or two away from a neighbor and have a completely different city experience, yeah, completely different. And I'm saying all that's to saying when people have resources, and when you look at Philadelphia and where the hotspots are for crime and all these different things, mm. you'll see a pattern. Yes. You'll see that the some of the the places that are having the highest levels of issues are some of the places that don't have as much resources mm. as the rest of the city. Like the refacing they've done to West Philadelphia, wild. Yeah. Um, some Even some, many parts of North Philly, unrecognizable, <sighs> right? Yo, and guys. when they started displacing people from those areas, it's like, it's like, and this is a terrible example, but it's the one that I always think of. It's like renovating a house mm. and um, you stir up every single problem that was hiding behind the house. Mm. Whether it's spiders or mice or other problems, you stir it up, you stir everything up and then everything starts going nuts. Right. Um, the houses around it are affected by different things. And instead of taking care to make sure that the the issues are are, are faced head on, no. What we do is you just move the problem around to other areas. Right. Instead of actually trying to to, to find an issue. Um, a way to fix the issue. Dig it, dig it. I hope, I hope y'all were picking up what Dr. K was putting down. <laughs> I'm, I'm,
0: man, man. I am, I am two, two degrees smarter after
2: <laughs> after having this uh,
0: conversation, Dr. K. I love, absolutely love having you uh, as a co-host on this program. It's an honor giving these people. The headlines. Uh, so that concludes our top five headlines to begin your week. We are going to put a, a pin in it right there. Folks, don't forget to share the podcast because friends do not let friends the Melanie Report alone. That's right. And we have this uh, quote from the great Lauren Hill to close out this program This life is a process of learning. You have to be a participant. In this thing called life Absolutely On that note folks That ends the program Trust your dopeness And we'll see you On the other side Peace
2: You're all up in my mind